podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts' weekly podcast, brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chats Box. Let's scout the game week. Game week 31 is done and we are now approaching a chip week with a lot of managers looking to play their free hit chip in game week 32. To discuss this, I'm joined by currently the highest ranked member of the scout cast who is also playing his free hit chip this week. Uh welcome Andy. This is Andy FPL board on Twitter. How are you doing mate? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um so this should be a very interesting conversation because you're on a free hit uh I'm not playing a free hit and looking to play it in 34 instead so we'll have two different like viewpoints um delighted to have you on as well so my first question straight to you is uh under what circumstances do you think it would be sensible to play a free hit because there might be some managers who are still unsure on what to do it's really tough that because I think a lot of people really ideally should have looked a couple of weeks ago and decided when they wanted to use their free hit because if you look at for instance me I've wanted to use my free hit in 32 and so because of that I kind of invested in those man city players in those brighton players those players who I knew would be blanking but then had those doubles coming up later as well so I thought well this kind of makes sense for a free hit in 32 the biggest kind of caveat against free hitting in 32 was the fact that it's a blank game week I very very rarely use a free hit in a blank game week because the upside just isn't there but because of all the double game weeks around the blank game week this week it actually kind of made sense this year i think if you were looking at it as a i look at fpl week by week mm. if you're looking at your team and you have six or less players and you're struggling to get some of those captaincy options this week such as sala mm. you know if you're struggling to get to sala without a hit if you're struggling to get to a good arsenal player like martinelli saka even jesus without a hit and you're looking at it and thinking oh, i'm going to really struggle then i think you should probably be free hitting if you have 9 or 10 and you have sala even even 8 if you've got sala whoever it is you want to captain i think you could probably go past this week forget about it take the hit now and don't you know don't even think about it and then probably use your free hit in 34 unless you have other chips you want to use mm. yeah fair enough I'll, from like me doing like even deadline streams and all i've seen people who had um not only their free hit chip but some have wild card chips as well and even mm. a bench boost chip left um so like yeah. some they was like what's the best option so again it's all very team dependent like you mentioned um my team specifically i haven't because i wanted to avoid the free hit um in 32 i didn't really load up on city players i only went mm-hmm. for haaland uh didn't go for grealish um so but i also got like the likes of watkins i've had triple arsenal all of that set up whereas people who probably were going to play free hit this week didn't really maybe have triple arsenal already um so yeah. those were all the trade offs so depending on your squad if your squad is in a in a good position uh you can avoid the free hit this week because i think 34 is a pretty good week 37 mm-hmm. as well maybe sometimes and then obviously yeah. if you want to keep it extremely late 38 at times could provide yeah. a decent differential. Yeah, no, very true. And you mentioned wildcard there as well. Obviously, I was looking I I've had a few people in my DM saying I've got a wildcard left. Do I use it this week? I don't think I would because no, I yeah. don't think I'd be wanting to get all those players in who play in this blank game week and then you look at your team next week and think, "Oh, no, these aren't the players I want moving forward mm. apart from maybe Liverpool." So, 
I think if I had my wild card, I'd be taking my medicine this week. Even if I only had six, seven, eight players, I'd probably be be waiting until next week to use my wild card because it's thirty four and thirty seven. You really wanted to target with that wild card. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, um, so I have one of my friends who has got his wild card and bench boost and free hit. He's using his free Ooh. hit this week. Um, yeah. So that kind of makes card sense. Thirty-three. Yes, wild card thirty-three, and then bench boost thirty-four. So that yeah, kind of makes sense because um, his team is not in a position to, like, he's got about few six players, I think. So like, mm-hmm. it kind of meets your criteria where it says, okay, not enough players because he's loaded up on like city and everything, um, and then he can free hit, then bring in the players he wants on the wild card. Um, Maybe not the best because sometimes you would like to dead end, but because of the way that he's loaded up on the city players and everything, it it's not the case that he's like a still had to take yeah. too many hits to get eleven out. So that's yeah. doesn't really make sense at this stage of the game. Um, yeah. So yeah, depending on your situation, I think team wise, you will have to decide whether you play a free hit or not. Uh, yeah, okay. Exactly. So let's start with the first fixture: Arsenal plays Southampton in what is now a must-win game after two draws. That have made the title race even more interesting. A lot of talk um, seems to be like, do you go triple Arsenal attack and avoid a defender? Or do you go double Arsenal attack with a defender? Seems like for now, you have gone uh, for the one defender option, but with Martin, Martinelli and Jesus and no yeah. Saka. What's the thought yeah. process? Oh, I know. I own Saka. Yeah. Uh, and Saka is in my non-free hit team. And I could be doing... The, the worst thing ever, which is Martinelli's been killing it. Saka's been struggling. Not, not struggling, but obviously he missed the penalty. He's been getting double-teamed quite a lot in games at the moment. And if you look at the underlying stats, it is a lot with Martinelli at the moment. And even Odegaard's kind of keeping up with Saka at the moment, whereas Martinelli seems to be a bit clear. The biggest thing with Saka is he will most likely still be on penalties. That is obviously the big thing. And in a blank game week, anything can happen. He could get two penalties easily against Southampton. But if I was just following the numbers at the moment, it's looking like Martinelli's probably a better pick. And I do fancy Martinelli, you know, down the wing against Southampton as well. Saka is still a brilliant asset. But I'm I went on, I did Scoutcast on Monday and I was talking to to Rich Flapjack, and he made a really good point about the fact that Southampton really aren't that bad defensively, especially since their their new manager came in. And I'm looking at it and thinking, do I want to put all my eggs in one basket with Arsenal? in terms of playing Martinelli, Saka and Jesus. When, am I really expecting Southampton to score against Arsenal? Probably not. So at least have one of their defenders. And Gabriel is top for XG in mm. terms of um, Arsenal defenders as well. Most defenders, I think, actually. So actually having one of their defenders isn't the worst option. It's just, if I get this week now where Saka finally hauls and Martinelli does nothing, and I've swapped them round for that one week, and then go back to Saka and it goes back the other way, I might have to quit FPL for a while. But it's it's looking all right. Gabriel, Martinelli, Jesus. And then, you know, it's just amazing we've got so many options from Arsenal. If you go with Saka instead of Martinelli, you know, I, I can't obviously go against that. But this is how it's landed for me at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. I think a lot of people are where trying to go triple Arsenal attack because they don't want to drop Saka per se. And then mm. you look at Southampton's um, attacking numbers. I think they are like bottom four or something for expected goals conceded um, over the last couple of game weeks. Now, this might be the week that Arsenal finally keep a clean sheet because they've, they've looked yeah. okay, but they've just been conceding this odd goal here and there at times. Yeah. And um, they haven't been keeping a clean sheet. The one time they actually kept one... Um, 
with Gabriel scoring a bullet header was in game week 27 yeah. and I happened to bench him for that week. Didn't play a yeah, bench. Yeah, so. on it. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm hoping this week he actually gets a clean sheet. We'll see. Um, Martinelli has been doing really well. There was that one week I think mm. a lot of people were looking to drop a, drop Saka and then he turned up with an 18-point haul and we all yeah. ended up dropping Martinelli instead. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. And it's it's just one of those things as well. On on the kind of triple Arsenal attack, I feel like if you went triple Arsenal attack, you kind of can't go with double Liverpool attack almost. like it, It's almost yeah. kind of a bit of a payoff with the two. Don't get me wrong, you obviously could, but I don't think I've kind of had that in a draft yet. And I kind of fancy Liverpool to score more goals against Nottingham Forest than mm. Arsenal will score against Southampton. Again, could be completely wrong there. And in one week, this is what's so tough about free hit in one week. It's so hard to call. The variance is going to be so massive. In a double game week, it's a bit easier, isn't it? But So it's going to be tough to call that one. But um, yeah, it feels okay at the moment. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and I think Gabriel Jesus is that differential player compared to mm. non-free hitters because non-free hitters most likely won't be having him this week. Yeah, he worries me a little bit with his with his minutes being managed. Mm. I think he's going off around the 60-minute mark a lot, isn't he? Um, but, you know, he's leading the line for for Arsenal and he's got a game against Southampton. Southampton are arguably one of the worst teams in the league. So, you know, he should definitely be in our, our thoughts. Yep, fair enough. Uh, okay, so that's Arsenal. Next up is Fulham against Leeds. Now, this game should have goals in it, but it's not as popular among the conversation for free hit. If anyone was to look at some players from here, do you have any recommendations? Oh, it's such a shame Mitrovic is banned, isn't it? Like, yeah. this, he would be in everybody's thoughts in terms of uh, having him up top. But I think Andreas Pereira, if you're going for three up top, I think Andreas Pereira is probably going to be your benched midfielder. I think he's perfect for that, isn't he? Putting him first on your bench is fine. Likely on penalties, got all the set pieces. I think that's, that's a no-brainer. And obviously, he frees up funds elsewhere. Although, I think people on free hit aren't really struggling for funds at the yeah. moment. Um, so, I think Andreas Pereira has got to be thought of. If you don't fancy Leeds to score, although I think they will, if you don't fancy them to score, obviously you've got players like Tim Riemann out of the bat. You've got Leno in mm. goal, who I think is a good shout to have on your bench, if anything, because I think a lot of people are looking at Johnston from Crystal Palace. Yes. You never know. He might not play this week. So yeah. if he doesn't, you can always get Leno off the bench, which is quite a nice option I have there, I think. Yeah. On the other side of things... On the other side of things, obviously, you've got Leeds. I think Harrison's having a very good season, quietly having a very good season. I think he's somebody you can look at. But midfielders, you know, I'm struggling. I wish I could have six or seven midfield spots for this free hit. So trying to get Harrison in there as well is kind of a tough ass. So I think I'd be struggling for that. I think Pereira is probably the only one. Well, Pereira and Leno are the only two that could make their way into my team. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, any, Any considerations for like William, for example? Yeah, um, potentially. I mean, I, I, again, it's just because he's a midfielder. I, mm-hmm. I really struggle to get these midfielders in here at the moment because there's so many good midfielder options I want. And when you think about the fact that, you know, these midfielders that I'm thinking about putting in there have such high upside as well. Whereas when you get someone like Willian, what are you really expecting him mm-hmm. from him to do? And I think you'd have to get extremely lucky or know a lot more than I do to get him in and for him to haul uh, mm. against, you know, away from Fulham. So it's, it's, it's a tough one. I don't think I'd be going there myself. Fair enough. Okay. Um, now, Brentford take on an mm. informed Aston Villa team that are now fighting for European spots and only three points behind Spurs. Um, sounds crazy to say that where they were before, but here they are. 
Um, you've got no. Watkins in your team. Um, is there a case to be made for Villa defense? They're currently second only behind City for minutes per expected goals considered in the last six game weeks. Any yeah. And also, any thoughts on Tony as well? Yeah, I mean... Emery's doing a fantastic job. He really is doing a fantastic job. And Watkins is having a brilliant season. He's been an unbelievable player to own this season as well. And I think a lot of people are kind of treating him a little bit like, you know, the Vardys and the Mares mm. and that from, from later years, where they're just saying every week, he won't carry it on, he won't carry it on. And then he just keeps going. And obviously he got 16 points, was it this week? Mm. 17 points. Mm. So he's having a fantastic season. I, I do like him this week. But I don't like the fixture that much. I don't like Brentford away that much for a fixture. Brentford away, you know, Brentford at home aren't bad. They're they're a good defensive team. I know they've been a little bit off recently, but I don't think that's an easy fixture. And it's made me think a little bit whether I swerve Watkins and go somewhere else. Like having him for all those hauls he's had so far, get rid of him the one week where he's got a tough fixture, Brentford away. He blanks and then I get him back the next week and then obviously he's fine. And there's something inside me that thinks that could be a nice little way to go. If I look at my free hit team, every single player is playing at home apart yes. from Watkins. And I'm wondering in my head, if Watkins hadn't have got 16 points last week, would he be in my free hit team? And I don't think he would. And so I'm looking at it and thinking, do I go with Solanke, someone like that? You know, even someone like Isak, there's all these players out there that are lesser owned, could do something, they're at home, Watkins is away against Brentford. Could that be somewhere that I swerve? The other part of me is saying that could be absolutely mad because he's in a lot of teams. And if he does anything, I've now used my free hit to get taken away from a player that is absolutely in form at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, there is that. He's, he's somebody I'm considering dropping, but I'll, I'll see. Um, Defence is brilliant. Obviously, I've got Alex Moreno on the bench. He's been fantastic so far this season at times this season he seems to be cementing that place a bit more now uh i do like him obviously you've got mings and concert but i think marie moreno's got the upside i do think having a, a villa defender there is good even if it's just on your bench i don't think i want to start one because again i don't like the fixture i i feel like brentford are going to score but martinez is also quite a good shout so if mm. you didn't fancy like a johnston a leno something like that obviously martinez you know, he, he gets the save points. They've got a good defence. So he does, you know, clean up a lot of pot shots as well, which is good for his for his bonus and for his uh, racking up the uh, the save points. So there are some options at Villa. And it's what I like about it is that it's not midfielders I'm looking at. Mm. And that's the what I don't want to look at. I want to look at strikers and defenders. So Moreno, Watkins and Martinez, I think are three really solid options from Villa. Yep, fair enough. I mean... Watkins is on really good form. Now, I do agree the fixture is slightly different and uh, difficult and there are a lot of teams with good home game fixtures this week um, mm. and it's very tempting to get a haul, like a full 11 of home team players out uh, on your draft but he seems like in really good form, taking a lot of shots. Um, from a non-free hit point, I do own him but I also yeah. own um, Rare and I'm looking forward to it mm -hmm. because... You mentioned about Martin is <laughs> getting save points. This man is the legend of save points. <laughs> Rhea is going to rack up so many because Watkins tends to take a lot of shots in the box as well. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to... He might lose his clean sheet, but he'll rack up enough save points that it makes up for it. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, he did it this week, didn't he? Five yeah, exactly. points. Yeah. And he conceded three goals, two goals? I can't remember what was that. Two, two goals, goals wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, so no, fair play. Rhea is a great shout. It really is. It's... um. Yeah, I, I can just see it happening. I can see it happening. But I take Watkins out and he's, he scores another brace or something. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, Tony, anything? 
or do we think that ship has sailed? Oh, he's, I don't think the ship has sailed. And especially when you think he's, he's a player that is the talisman for his team and he's on penalties as well. I don't think you can ever count him out, especially at home. Mm. Like I know Villa are very, very good. And something I didn't mention about Watkins, by the way, he loves scoring away from home. He scored away mm. from home an awful lot this season. So obviously don't rule that out as well. But Tony... It's hard to go into any game and not imagine Tony getting some kind of attack in return. And with the fact he's on penalties as well, that obviously helps. So it really does hurt going for a Villa defender because going into a game where you're expecting Tony to blank is is always a tough ask. But, you know, if you fancy it going that way, then go for it. Um, I should say, by the way, when I'm making my free hit, I am completely thinking about stacking teams and just going for certain results to go my way. Because if they all go your way, your free mm. hit's going to be absolutely amazing. Mm. So I'm not one of these players that will like, you know, for instance, something that came up earlier or will come up later about Kane and Trippier. Yes. I would never play both of yep. them. Um, and that's something that I know is going to come up later. Yep, yep, yep. We'll come to that. That's the last game. That's definitely a uh, question. Okay, yeah. so that's Brentford and Aston Villa. Let's move on to Crystal Palace. They take on Everton mm. in a massive relegation game and Palace seem to be still riding high on this new manager bounce while that doesn't seem to be the case for Everton anymore. Last week, uh, Olise was the talk of the town and everyone went for him only for Eze to be the one scoring. This week, Eze seems to be in the spotlight. It seems like you've decided the best way to ensure you get the correct one is to get them both <laughs> instead and you've got both Olise and Eze on the free hit draft. Uh, what's the thought process behind that? Oh, I think this is a game you've got to target. I really think it's a game you've got to target. Crystal Palace, they, I don't know what's happened to Roy Hodgson. He's come in and he's given them his magic juice and they've just been absolutely brilliant recently. I mean, that game against Leeds, they abs- they demolished them, didn't mm. they? And obviously, Elise got his three assists in that game. Eze got his two goals in the last game. You've got Johnston, who's become an option as well mm. in goal, who's extremely cheap. This is why, you know, money is just not a, not a worry this week. But I think this is a game you've got to target. And the two players I want, Elise and Eze, it's so hard to pick between them. Seb did a fantastic bit on Scoutcast on Monday mm. about the differences between the two. Elise, much higher on XA. Eze, much higher on XG. But it's looking a lot like Eze could have that kind of Gallagher role where we saw Gallagher do really, really well for Crystal Palace last season. So I'm looking at it and thinking, Eze's the one with the goal threat. If you really wanted to own one or the other, I think I'd go with the goal threat. I'd go with Eze. But Elise definitely has more ways to get points because he's going to be on a few set pieces. His assists are brilliant as well. He really does know how to get those assists. So I think for me at the moment, I've got both because I cannot handle the idea of having one and it's the other one that hauls, just Mm. like happened this week with a lot of people. So I've got both at the moment. Whether I stick with both, I'm not sure. But if I was to drop one, I think it would be Eze that I'd be keeping in the team because there there has been some movement in my midfield. Um, Johnston as well, I I think it's such a great option to have there. Everton away from home, they're not exactly prolific. And I think there is every chance Crystal Palace get a a clean sheet here. I have toyed with Mitchell as well. Mm, I think mm. Mitchell is somebody, if I I dropped one of those defenders, you could get someone like Mitchell in as well um, because I expect there to be a few goals from Crystal Palace potentially. So yeah, I mean, I can't believe we're talking this much about Crystal Palace, but it just shows to show how they've done in the last three weeks. This this is similar to like the Brighton conversation of who do you pick from the correct Brighton midfielder? I can't decide, just get them all. Um, Exactly. That's basically what it's looking like. Olise on the other hand, he does provide a lot of excel like you mentioned, but he also takes... Um, free kicks and 
mm. as United fans remember the wonder goal he scored uh, against United. So this is a possibility he can uh, replicate something similar against Everton as well. I wouldn't put it past him. So both pretty good options. I mean, I think a lot of people will most likely be picking one. So if you end up picking one, good luck. Hope it is the yeah. correct one. Um, Fingers yeah. crossed. And uh, defense, the seem pretty solid. I think um, Johnson's has six points, six points per start since he's uh, mm-hmm. started playing. So pretty good value, 4.4 4, uh, million goalkeeper. I think a lot of people on a free hit most likely are going there. And you've also gone there as well. So should be looking good um but we'll see how it goes obviously sean yeah. dice you and can I never think, underestimate <laughs> no that's true yeah. i think if you if you looked at it as well i like the fact johnston's there because i don't really think i want a crystal palace defender mm. to be starting in my free hit when you, you when you've got players like gabriel trent robertson trippier moreno even i think all of them have way more upside than picking a crystal palace defender whereas picking a crystal palace keeper seems absolutely fine and then mm. i can kind of target those those higher upside players in defense so yeah. it seems like a pretty nice pick even if you had them on your bench if you went with martinez and johnston that's what eight million you're spending on your keepers yep. which is lovely exactly uh okay leicester they play a Wolves side who have picked up a few clean sheets in the last two games but having said that both of these those clean sheets were at home and this time they are on the road I initially got Madison in game week 28 and one of the reasons were for this fixture so that I could avoid the free hit as well. But after I realized that Leicester were sleepwalking to relegation, I got rid of him. Is he still a decent option this week or are Leicester just an avoid? Uh, I think this is where I deviate quite a bit from the consensus is that I really don't fancy Madison this week. I I like Wolves. I think mm. Wolves are a, a, a really good team this year that a lot of people aren't realising that they're quite a good team this mm. year. Um, obviously, they're not in the upper echelons, but they're, they're doing okay. And our, Leicester are just in such disarray. I think the biggest thing with Leicester is the fact they've changed their manager. If it was still Brennan Rodgers, I think Madison would be a hard pass for pretty much everybody. He looked a lot better in the last game. Obviously, it's a nicer fixture, you would say. It's not like a terrible fixture. And he's at home. It's just who's going to be finishing those chances off for him. You know, it, unless he scores himself, I'm finding it really hard to imagine Leicester scoring more than one goal. And if that's the case, do I really want to be investing in Madison? Because as I've already said, that midfield, it's so hard to pick just five midfielders. I've kind of taken away one of my strikers because mm. it's all those midfielders I want. And I just can't see Madison fitting in there. It's not a money issue. It's just that I don't fancy him. On the flip side, I am seeing him come into a lot more teams now. And if you have a look at the stats in terms of um, fixture difficulty, Leicester are actually, I think they're, well, I think they're sixth or seventh in terms of attacking returns this this week, apparently. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't fancy it myself, but I can kind of understand why people are going there. Mm. They still haven't had that new manager bounce, but then that's because no. they played City as the first game. So I don't think that really yeah, counts. Exactly. Um, but yeah, for me, it's so hard because like they look so poor when you watch them. So mm. it's like it doesn't really fill me with confidence, especially when you have the likes of Crystal Palace who are just like on fire. You prefer to yeah, pick the exactly. team that's in form right now than the team that may potentially hit form. We don't know. Um, yeah, and it's you know you could be picking instead of picking Madison, you could be picking another Arsenal midfielder or mm. another Liverpool midfielder or another Crystal. And it like you said, as soon as you start comparing it that way, it just doesn't it just doesn't appeal to me at yeah. all. But Again, as I've said before, this could really come back to bite me. So I'll, I'll see what I'll see what happens. Fair enough. We'll see. But his ear isn't that high, so should be fine, I think. Um, yeah. Wolves, 
Any consideration? Um, not massively. I've got Totti on my bench. Mm. I think Totti's an all right shout in terms of the fact he's cheap and he's starting and Wolves aren't too bad defensively. And if I, like I've already said, if I don't expect Leicester to really score that many, if at all, uh, then he could be a good shout. I'm not expecting to start him, but he's somebody that you could have on your bench, for instance. Um, Saar is always good for for save points as well. He made an absolutely unbelievable save against um, somebody this week. I can't remember who it was now. Tony, wasn't it, mm-hmm. I think? Um, so, you know, he's somebody you could have as well. But I'd be struggling to pick any Wolves attackers. Fair enough. All right, cool. Um, it's the big fixture next. Liverpool take on Forest, And this one also had a lot of talk of should we go double Liverpool defence with Salah over double Liverpool attack and one defence. You've gone for the latter with Salah, Gatpo and Trent in your free hit draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a case to be made for double defence? And also, is Gakpo, let's say, the third best Liverpool option? Or would you consider him to be like the second best over Trent? Uh, I think two of these are just an absolute nailed on for pretty much every free hit, which is Salah and Trent. Mm. I think you, you you have to, even before the Leeds game, where obviously they absolutely annihilated them and Trent got his two assists. The biggest thing with Trent at the moment is he does seem to be getting played even further forward now. And there, there almost seems to be that transition that's happening where he is moving into that kind of right midfield role, which would be mm. very interesting if that happens. Um Salah is, you know, he's, like I said, probably the best captaincy choice this, this week. So that's absolutely fine. It's who's going to be that third option. And this is almost like back, you know, three, four years ago where it was like, is it Mane? Is it Robertson? Yep. I think Gakpo has started entering our thoughts because of that Leeds game. If mm. I'm honest, he was nowhere near my team before mm. that. But I think now you have to think about it in terms of, is Klopp going to keep that same team, get some momentum going? Gakpo, I think, is pretty nailed compared mm. to Jota because I think a lot of people thought about Jota, but I I think with him and Darwin being in and out, it, it, I think that's a tough one to go for, whereas Gakpo, I think, is pretty nailed there, at least for this week. I feel like if it was between Gakpo and Robertson, I feel like I'd be going Gakpo over Robertson myself. I don't feel like Robertson's done an awful lot recently, and I don't really fancy him this week to do much. And I feel like Nottingham Forest, this, if you look at all the stats in terms of expected goals, it's with Liverpool this week. And I feel like if you're going into this week without double Liverpool attack, I feel like you're just missing a beat a little bit. And it's not like it was years ago where Trent and Robertson were getting clean sheets, eight out of 10 games and getting attacking returns. It's just not really been like that this season. So I think I'd rather have a Trippi or a Gabriel rather than a Robertson and then get Gakpo as well. Mm. I feel like that's a really nice way to go. Um, and I think you've got to have triple Liverpool this week. So, mm. yeah, I quite fancy Gakpo, if I'm honest. Yeah, so for me, on a non-free hit, I have only Salah at the moment. So, And I can't really yeah. afford a Trent or Robertson. They're just, unfortunately, slightly higher. Um, yeah. The option of getting a Gakpo is possible. I can, avo- mm. I can go to that I'll have to probably move Rashford out uh, for a week mm. or two, which I don't really mind. Um, the other thing is, let's say someone wanted to go for a defender because they can't afford Trent and Robbo, who are on a non-free hit. Would VVD be a decent option? Or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's so tough. Isn't it? I mean. It... Obviously, I talk about Gabriel. Gabriel is somebody who's got the XG. He's getting mm. up there. He's he's getting on the end of of um of corners and things like that. Van Dyke just it just seems to have missed a bit of a step this mm. this year, doesn't he? Like he just seems to have kind of lost that little bit of pace and lost that little bit of attacking impetus as well. And I just 
I'm looking at him and thinking, I don't really fancy it. Like in no way do I think I'd be going there over someone like Trent or Robertson. Like if I really wanted that third Liverpool player and I wanted it to be double defence, because like I've already said, you know, it's not really a worry in terms of money. I think I'd just go to Robertson if, mm. if, if it wasn't uh, Van Dyke. Um, you never know. Obviously, I've said about Gabriel, he could knock in and get a header. And obviously, Van Dyke could do the same and get a 15-pointer. But um, I think, like I said, if it was a straight option between him and Robbo, I, I'd be 100% going for Robertson. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I think probably the attacker sounds the option right now for me, especially on a non-free hit. If I had to pick from attack or defense, I'm probably going to attack. Just because yeah. I saw, I mean, United peppered for us quite a lot and we don't have the most uh, lethal attack at the moment um, yeah. and you've seen Liverpool's attack and they consistently produce really good numbers attacking wise I'm um, like this yeah. could be especially now that they're at home could be a yeah. field day so yeah. I just want to get on the end of like some of those points at least and I don't we think just gotta hope that they, yeah. no, I know we just got to hope that they didn't um, use them all up against Leeds don't we? exactly that's also true so we'll see we'll see yeah. what happens um <laughs> So that's Liverpool. Do you think Salah is probably... Uh, I'll bring it up later for captaincy, but he yeah. might be a consideration, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I think he's got to be top, top yeah. captaincy choice this week, to be perfectly honest, because Arsenal attackers, it's so hard to know who's going to get those points, whereas Liverpool, obviously, I know Salah's been very interested with the penalties this year, but he does have the penalties. Mm. I'd be very, very shocked if he was off them now, even after his two misses. And, you know, I, I just see them absolutely battering for us. Mm. I really do. In terms of the fixtures and where do you see the most goals coming one-sided, and, and it's this Liverpool game. So, yeah, I think Salah's got to be the captaincy option this week. Fair enough. Uh, okay, Bournemouth take on West Ham. Um, and West Ham play in Europe this week. And depending on how mm. that game goes, Solanke could be a decent punt this week. What do you think about this game? And are any West Ham players also decent options this week? Yeah, so I'm actually going to this game. So I'm Ooh. going to it on Sunday, which would be good. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching that. I I know that uh, it's a really interesting game. I think a lot of people have started to think about West Ham options because obviously their draw against Arsenal. Mm. Bowen started creeping into a few teams. I don't mind it, but I really fancy Bournemouth this week. Mm. And I really want to play Solanke this week, but I don't have him in my team at the moment. He's on my bench. And I really like the look of some of their midfielders as well. So I fancy Bournemouth to get something against West Ham. I think Bournemouth are very, very confident at the moment. And I feel like West Ham is still, although they did well against Arsenal, I still feel like their season's kind of in a bit of free fall. Mm. And I fancy Bournemouth to get something. Solanke's obviously a great option. He's on penalties, just had a really good uh, week, got a goal and two assists against Spurs as well, away from home again. So I fancy Solanke. But in midfield, and I know I've said midfielders are a bit of a premium this week, but I think Billing is a great option. He's playing just behind Solanke and he's great for set pieces. I think you've got Tavernier, if he plays, is arguably their best player. I think he is somebody that is really worth a shout. And he's in 0.2% of teams at the moment. Uh, and then you also have that Utara as well, who's a bit mm. more raw and a, definitely more of a punt. But... I think the fact that we can talk about four possible Bournemouth assets is is quite cool on a free hit. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is that West Ham, I can't say, I think they've uh, leveled 1-1 one, one against Ghent in the Conference League. Now, that mm -hmm. could potentially go to 120 minutes as well. We don't know. 
yeah. if that does go to 120 minutes, I do favor Bournemouth a bit more. Uh, yeah, it's interesting yeah. though because I kept my Arsenal players because I thought the same about the Ghent fixture. Yeah, and then of course Arsenal after ten minutes went two 0 up against West Ham, and then somehow West Ham looked the more energized team for the next eighty minutes. And I, I, so it's weird. Like I completely agree with you. I think Bournemouth will get the upper hand because West Ham are shattered basically. Mm. But it just goes to show sometimes it doesn't work how we exactly. expect. Does it? Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, I mean, yeah. if let's say they get knocked out, then they have only the Premier yeah. League to focus on. Maybe there's the focus switches immediately back to that. I don't know. It's very hard to say. Depends on the yeah. situation that happens midweek, obviously. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, although at the moment I've got two Crystal Palace, two Liverpool and one Arsenal in my team, I am really, really tempted <laughs> to put another Bournemouth player in. But I don't know whether I could do it by the time. Just because I'm going to be there. So yeah, it'd be great okay. to cheer on two Bournemouth players. But we'll see. If Billing scores and I don't have him, I'm going to be gutted. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That, that will have to be probably for like a Crystal Palace player moving out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll see what happens. I'll, once you post it on Twitter, we'll know <laughs> where you yeah. ended up with. <laughs> um, okay, the final game. Um, Newcastle take on Spurs in a very important game for the top four race and both teams are playing each other after a loss. This one from an FPL point of view, I've seen some managers have both Trippier and Kane in their free hit drafts. Uh, we mentioned it earlier as well, um, but you got Trippier early. Is that because you're back in Newcastle to keep a clean sheet? Or is that yeah, like a, your perspective? It's basically that. I, I it's not that I expect them to get a clean sheet. Mm. It's that I would only ever back one way or the other. So mm. if I had Kane, I wouldn't have Trippier. And if I had Trippier, I wouldn't have Kane. I don't see the point of owning both in terms of, I know Trippier can get attack and returns, but if I own both, I want both of them to return. And if that's the case, it's a lot has to go your way for that to happen. And so that's not the way I'd want to do it, basically. I look at it as which of those two teams do I expect to come out of this game with a win? And it's probably Newcastle. Trippier is so heavily owned as well. If I don't have him and they get a clean sheet, I'm struggling because I won't own any Newcastle. And if he does do something and get a return, I'm already kind of up against it. And I've played the free hit chip and he's going to be in every non-free hit chip team as well. So I think he's a, you know, he's a really easy pick to be perfectly honest. Um, And Kane, he was in my free hit team to begin with. And as the week's gone on, like I've just been less and less fussed about him, to be perfectly honest. I'm going to be selling him in 34 anyway. So I'm not really that bothered about owning him this week. And I feel like this is probably a week Newcastle away, probably one of the toughest fixtures away defensively, you know, for an attacker. Mm. So I feel like that's one of those those players that you can probably get rid of and feel okay about. Yeah, fair enough. I agree. Like, if you're going on a free hit, you back one of the teams. Don't back, it's either you back one of the teams or you don't get either. Yeah, um, exactly. Is what no, I completely I'm thinking. agree. Yeah, because like it makes no sense to go for both, and then you're removing your. I feel like the upside of the free hit is being slightly removed because if you're going to make your team as template as what template already is, then what's the point of a free hit? Because you probably already yeah. have them in your team, anyways. Um, yeah, and do you know what? I'm I'm just looking at my team now and thinking I've got. Johnston, Gabriel, Alexander-Arnold and Trippier at the back. That's me we're hoping for four clean sheets this week. Mm. And I'm already thinking, I need to get rid of that. I need to change that and somehow do it so I'm only hoping for two. Yeah. Because hoping for four, Some how often does that happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, that's exactly it. And I'm just looking at it and thinking, I'd much rather have like Trent and Robertson and then I'm only hoping for one clean sheet between mm. them. Or have like Pope and Trippier and then I'm hoping for one clean sheet. And just something like that. It's, it's always something to think about because free hit is a completely different way of playing mm. FPL. So it's just those little thoughts creep into your mind. Yeah, fair enough. 
I generally don't don't mind like just the one defender from a team. Uh, sometimes yeah. because if that, I mean, it's it's a free hit. Anything can go. Like it's one week you can't. It's very hard to tell. Uh, but usually, like if I have a double defense, I'm like, ah, oh, if the clean sheet goes, that's it. That's basically yeah, both yeah. my points gone. I prefer to have one, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think Trippy is a good option this week, to be honest. And Newcastle yeah. at home are much better defensively. Um, yeah. Having said that, um, I've got the Bayern City game up, and they have got a penalty. So Haaland oh. has stepped up, so we'll see what happens on that one. Uh, but yeah. this tie is well and truly done, to be honest. Yeah. Especially Ouch. if he scores this, I think. But let's see. No. Um, <laughs> okay, talking about Cap- uh, Haaland, um, captaincy. Would you have yeah. a captaincy for this week? We mentioned Salah. Is he the only option or are there a few other players also? No, I think I, I think Salah is definitely the leading candidate. And I think he's in a tier on his own, to be perfectly honest. I feel like if you were kind of tiering the captaincies, he'd be in the top one. I think then the Arsenal players are probably going to be second. So you've got Martinelli, you've got Saka, you've got Jesus. I think you can think about any of those. I think... It's tougher with those because they tend to share the points about a little bit more, whereas Salah, you're expecting to probably get the haul out of all the Liverpool players. If you were to go against Salah and to go for another Liverpool player, I'm kind of wondering why you'd own Salah, Mm. if that makes sense. Like, if I were to go for Gakpo, for instance, I think I completely swerve Salah and then go Trent, Gakpo, Jota, for instance, Mm. and hope Salah does nothing and you've got the players that do. So I don't think I'd be going for another Liverpool player. Has he missed it? Yes, he missed it. (laughs) Did he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to go uber differential, you go for Elise or Eze. But um, Salah's going to be captain by what? He's going to be, his EO is going to be about 150% yeah, this week. So be high, you're going to be a high. brave man. Yeah. 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 I, I think Salah still makes sense as the best captaincy option this week. Um, mm. And yeah, he, hopefully he doesn't miss the penalty that Haaland has just missed. Haaland just kited. it. So, oh, did he? Yeah. So. What's with penalty takers this year? They're terrible, aren't they? I'm just hoping that Salah doesn't... <laughs> he gets a penalty no. and he scores it. <laughs> he doesn't oh, miss it this God. week, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> People will be clipping this, by the way, and putting it on Twitter <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if it happens this week. Though. Yeah, let's hope not. Uh, we'll yeah. see what happens. Anyways, uh, I want to just quickly touch on Game Week 33 as well because we won't have a pod mm-hmm. for that week before it kickstarts because um, it's a midweek fixture. Uh, uh, yeah. So I just want to ask you, what moves are you planning for 33? And also, I want to touch on captaincy for that week as well because you've got Haaland playing Arsenal and you yeah. have Salah, I think, playing West Ham, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So what's, any, what are your moves for that week and captaincy? It's too early, but... Uh, so I won't have Salah because okay. uh, yeah. Salah's only in my free hit at the moment. Yeah. So uh, I'll probably still put it on Haaland, to mm. be perfectly honest, because Arsenal haven't exactly been you know, the the most solid at the back mm. at the moment. And Haaland could score against absolutely anybody. Um, my plan at the moment is to roll as long as there's no issues because it looks like Rashford and Shaw will be back. Mm. I know they've got Spurs, but I think that's fine. And then it will be the next week to get rid of Kane or someone like Solanke or Isak, most probably, and to bring Salah in for Saka. Mm. Um, it's whether I, because then I could do that for free. So I'll roll and then do that for free because obviously I don't bank any transfers with the free hit. It's whether I pull that forward a week and take a minus four next week to bring Salah in early and lose Kane early. Kane against Man United, I'm not expecting an awful lot, although Man United's defence is pretty ravaged at the mm. moment. 
But then bringing Salah in, who's probably the best captain against West Ham, could be the way I go. And then obviously I only use one free transfer the week after and get like a Trent um, yeah. or Edison in goal, whoever it is, because obviously then 34 is the big double. So yeah, it's which way I'm looking at doing it at the moment. My plan was always to roll, but now I'm starting to look at Salah against West Ham and think maybe that's the way I need to go. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Uh, for me, I haven't really decided because it'll all depend on if I do get rid of Rashford for, let's say, a Gakpo this week, then mm. even because I'm playing the free hit in 34, I kind of have to make a move in 33. Otherwise, that transfer yeah. is just wasted. So I don't know if I'll go back to Rashford. Maybe I do Saka to Rashford. That's a possibility that I've been thinking about as well. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I uh, haven't really decided. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. Thank you for your time today. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, uh, come and watch Scoutcast on a Monday night. Me, Seb and Flappy are there every Monday. So come and watch that. And also, if you're a member of Scout, come and join me and Mark on a Thursday night this week. But it's basically the night before uh, the deadline uh, for members only stream. You can only get there through the link. Uh, but it is it's like a fireside chat. It's lovely. That's nice. And you can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash footballchatbox. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for this week's Scout the Game Week. Um, since Game Week 33 is a midweek, midweek fixture, the next Scout the Game Week will be back in the middle of Game Week 33 and looking ahead to 